All right, so what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Down to Business Podcast here with Tamar Turner, man. We we just passed 1,000 followers on Instagram. We cre- creeping up on 10K plays. I'm, I'm just really excited, creeping up on 100 episodes. Actually, just was able to get an event confirmed uh, for March 19th, so I definitely will be sending all the announcements for that, but we will be headed to Charlotte, North Carolina and doing a live interview, so very excited for that and, you know, very excited to be sitting down with this, this guy who I'm sitting down with today. We actually have never met. I was really, that goes to show you one the power of social media to you know just the power of like-minded individuals when two people are just you know chasing their dreams chasing their passions eventually they'll cross paths and and you know if the, the cross is good enough they'll be able to intermingle like we're doing here today so eddie was actually somebody who I want to say just based off my mutual followers, and I'll let him kind of talk to this. I noticed that he followed me after I interviewed my boy, Mark, my boy, Mark Plummer, who does a lot of stuff with um, Nerf Pit and just the videography and things like that. Mark came on for an episode. I can't even remember the number, but I know that the name is Lights, Camera, Action. So I saw Eddie. He had some mutual followers and things like that, but I loved what he was doing. You know, he was somebody who, as soon as he followed me, was originally immediately showing love. I reached out to him. I told him, you know, kind of what I had going on, what I wanted to do. And he was ready to make it happen. So I definitely have really following his content, both from my personal page and both from the podcast page. And I love to see it. I love the fact that he's on here today. And I'm, I'm very excited for him to get into everything that he does, especially with the youth. So Eddie, how you doing today, man? How's everything? Good, man. I, I really appreciate this opportunity. It's not uh, it's not often I get asked to do one of these. So this is awesome. This is dope. All right, now we're going to make it happen, man. So for everybody out there, you know, I know we're going to have some people who are tapping in who are mutuals of us both. We'll probably have one from each other's side. But for everybody out there who may just be a newcomer and may not know you personally, can you, one, just tell us a little bit about yourself? And then two, what brings you on the Down to Business podcast today? Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, you touched on it a little bit. I, I first saw your your content when uh, you had interviewed Mark. And me and Marcus go back to like high school. So we've, we've been good friends since then. Um, and he's like you touched on recently got into the, the video photography, you know, space and he's done some stuff for me as well. But, um, yeah, I saw that, saw that, you, you know, posted that interview and immediately, you know, I gave you that follow. Cause I was like, Oh, this is great stuff. You know, I watched it from start to finish. So, and then, yeah, we ended up connecting and kind of, uh, talking about this. So this is, this is awesome. This is a quick turnaround. Appreciate it again, as always. But yeah. For anyone who's not familiar with what I do, uh, my name is Eddie Summers. I am the founder of my company up next hoops. I'm a basketball skills trainer here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Been doing it now for about five or six years, seriously. And just working with kids of all all age groups, skill levels, you know, boys, girls, you know, you name it. So I've got kids who are eight years old and I got guys that are in college, you know, out out of college. So all the way up to, I got a guy that I train who's a good friend of mine who's 29 years old. So, I mean, the age, the age ranges. Um, but if you're interested in basketball, you know, I'll work with you. So, but yeah, I appreciate the platform to kind of talk about how it got started and everything like that. And yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, bro. You know, anything that, like I said, kind of in the beginning, anytime that somebody is just chasing their dreams, chasing their passions, it's lovely. I love to see it. I, I want to, you know, get down to the nitty gritty and really talk about that. But for me, something that's very near and dear to my heart is the youth. I, I just love, you know, the idea of just being able to impact them. I actually just recently started a new venture with two of my boys who I've actually been able to bring on the podcast, but it's called ABC. So really talk about one of my boys, he's on the art side of things. One, Another one of my boys, he's an entrepreneur. He's on the business side of things. And then I'm the C, the communication side of things. But, you know, really just recognizing that the youth are truly the future, man. This next generation up and the generations to come, we're really paving the way for them. And you want to make sure that you're setting the right foundation and just being that positive impact in their lives. So, okay, you said five to six years ago. Okay, so this is pre-pandemic. So take me back. Oh, yeah. 
five, six years ago? What was really going through your head? Where did really, I'm going to just make an assumption here. and You can kind of clarify that too. I'm going to assume that you grew up playing basketball. So um, especially in the AAU space, which is for all of my, my hoopers out there, we know what the AAU really gets. I'm not a hooper, but you know, you just know AAU growing up. But yeah, five, six years ago, what was really going through your head? What were you thinking? Where were you at in life that really made you, you know, kind of want to come into business and really start a company? So I'll actually take it back even a little bit farther than that. Um, it was probably, I don't remember the exact year. Um, I was out of college. You know, I still had that competitive itch. So I was playing in, you know, every league I could find in, in the Raleigh area. And I was playing all year round still, like just in these adult leagues. Still, you know, just, you know, I was working a regular job, but I, I'm a basketball player. I have been since I was five or six and I didn't want to stop playing. So, you know, I wanted to keep playing as long as I could. And eventually just, I, I hurt my knee one one game. and it was one of those things where it wasn't too serious at the time, you know, just kind of like popped in and out, like scare enough to scare me, but, um, you know, recover it for a little bit, got back out there. And then I started noticing over like the next couple of years, some like reoccurring knee issues, you know, um, one was real bad where it dislocated and like kneecap went all to the side and everything. And yeah, and I ended up having to, I tore my patella tendon, had to get surgery, you know, and that was a several month process trying to get back from that. And it was just one of those things where I kind of had to reevaluate, you know, am I going to continue to play in these rec leagues where, you know, it's fun. You get something out of it, like exercise and fellowship and hanging out with your boys and everything. But was it really doing for me other than that? I mean, so I wanted to stay tapped in with the game, whether it was going to be on a coaching end or a training end. And so I was in the process of kind of figuring out all that, where I wanted to go, what direction I wanted to go. And we t- we go back to about six years ago. I had a, a kid at a local high school kind of reach out, was like, he played on his local high school team and he wanted me to get in the gym with him and like help rebound, help him get up some shots, you know, um, stay sharp, you know, with the season coming up. And then ultimately that one kid just kind of, you know, the next week it was like, oh, I got a couple teammates who want to join. And it went from me being like essentially just a glorified rebounder. I'm just out here catching rebounds and passing it back out to like, oh, I need work on my ball handling. I need, you know, how can I get my shot off faster? So like it just ended up tapping into all these different facets of the game and turned into something from there. And, um, you know, it started, I tell everybody that starts a business, like you're not gonna, you might not necessarily make a lot of money to start, you know, but you have to like kind of do your time. You know, you have to make sacrifices. And for me, that was huge in the beginning where I was doing a lot. I was training these kids for free, you know, just doing it because I wanted to start. I want, I wanted to get the experience. I didn't, I didn't feel like, although I'd played my whole life, I didn't feel like I was in the, you know, I didn't think I had the right to be like charging all these people when I, this is something brand new that I'm getting into. So I was like, let me kind of develop a little bit of a resume. Let me get some experience. And I worked with this smaller group of kids, you know, five or six kids for several months. And then you know, started my social media page, which is at up next hoops on Instagram. And, you know, still kind of using those kids for like different media, showing people what I'm doing, you know, posting some videos, some photos and stuff like that. And that kind of got the word out there that I was starting to, you know, do this training thing and ultimately started getting more people coming in from that. And then once I felt like I was at a good place where I could really bring it to that next level, you know, and start charging is, uh, was probably about a, probably about a year in, to be honest, you know, it was just a year of, Hey, like, let's get any gym we can get into. I'll grab you guys. We'll get in some work for free and, um, yeah, see where it goes. But ultimately, it's led me to here. There's been a lot of, you know, ups and downs, you know, bumps in the road and still is. And I, I feel like it, there always will be, you know, when you're running a business, there's never going to be smooth sailing. But ultimately, yeah, that's what that's what kind of got me to where I am today. 
It's a story. Definitely took us back, man. And I, I would definitely say one of the most centralized themes I've noticed across this podcast, across these episodes, just across passionate individuals, just in interviews that I've watched, whatever, whatever have you, is that it's always a start to the journey. You always start, like you said, you got to work your way up, but you got to put in your time. I think that's a very interesting concept that you use, but very relevant. We hear oftentimes we look at just different people, whether they be famous, whether they be kind of in my position, your position, about how we have just different product services and just different things that we utilize. And we always tell people to be in the space of knowing your worth, to know what's going on. But to some, you know, sometimes our prices just are not resonating with others. And that's okay. You know, sometimes my business may not just resonate with yours, but sometimes people don't realize that this is work. I didn't charge my whole first year that I did this. I did this just off the strength of the children. Yes, I love this. Yes, I I want them to be up next. I want them to do everything that they have to do. But I have a life too. I have bills. I have, you know, responsibilities and things that I have to pay and a, and a passion I love to do. So a lot of times I love that just because some people don't always see everything, but the behind the scenes of the process in a sense, or what it really took you to get to this position, you know, five to six years later is now up and running social media page. A lot of clients being able to charge different things like that. Well, yeah, let's take it back. You know, some years ago, I was doing this for free. Like you said, I started off just as a glorified rebounder. Just, you know, I was the coolest guy just out there just making it happen. But now, you know, one teammate turned into two. And now we got a whole, you know, we could we could start our own team, really. But people don't don't see that part. They just see, oh, he put a price tag on this. That's very expensive. First time coming across him. But if you really take the chance to get to know, you know, a lot of these business owners, a lot of people who are in these positions and have even furthered themselves, it was work. It wasn't easy. And they're still, you know, having to come out of pocket for certain things. They're still probably not even charging what they really could charge. This is really just the price point that they put out there. So I like that a lot. So for me, something that I always think about is that working with kids is just a totally different ballgame. You know, just from the permissions to just building that rapport to just their kids. Kids are going to let you know at any point in time what's on their mind, how they're feeling. I, I love it. But at the same time, I hate it, too, because it's just like, wow, like you're, you're brutally honest right now. Like you didn't even try to sugarcoat that. But we need that. You know, we need that. Yeah. Just the truth. So what was it like really building that rapport? Was it really having to associate yourself with these parents? Because like you said, it really just started off with one kid and then eventually kids kind of came in. So were they kind of doing the brunt work for you? Were people really trying to figure out who you were? I know you already had a lot of ties with basketball and, and just growing up and things like that. But what was it really like getting up next, up and running? working with the youth and really trying to, because like you said, you you range a lot and you don't just do boys, you do girls too, you do older folks. So what was really that like building all of this to get it to where it is right now? Yeah. So honestly, um, kind of to, I'm going to touch on that here in a second, but one of the things that kind I had to kind of check myself in the beginning was, you know, I, I got to a point where I was helping those those few handful of kids, you know, for several months, but I was kind of doing it almost in a it was just like recreation, you know, it was for fun, but I had a talk with uh, my girlfriend at the, uh, you know, she had messaged me one, t one day and was like, Hey, like you need to take this seriously. If you know, if you're serious about it, like go all in, you know, if you're not, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. And it wasn't that I didn't want to do it. It was just, I was still juggling, like, like playing, like, like, you know, playing in these leagues and doing what I wanted to do. And, but yeah, she gave me that, that eye opener of like, Hey, I need to take this seriously. And if I'm going to run a business, I need to run it the right way. You know, there's, it can't just be every now and then I'm running sessions. So like, you need to kind of step it up, elevate your game a little bit. So shout out to my girlfriend, you know, she's still my girlfriend to this day, you know, we're approaching five years. So she's given me a, a big push and having the support from her has been huge for me, but yeah. So kind of to answer your question there, like my clients have been awesome. They've, um, I've developed good rapport with obviously those first few guys, but then having that rapport with them has kind of, you know, they, I think others have seen how I am with the guys that I had and they, you know, they immediately are like, okay, this guy's trustworthy. This guy, like they, if they like him and they, they get down with him, like then, you know, I'm sure I will as well. And ultimately a lot of 
where I get my clients from is, is social media. Like I'll have kids reach out to me because they see, you know, a post I posted of somebody else and that gets reshared on a story or, or whatever, or shared on their Instagram page. Now their followers are following me and now they're interested in what I'm doing. And so a lot of it is just word of mouth. It's social media. It's um, a parent telling another parent. Honestly, for the longest time, my market mainly was like high schoolers. Like I was dealing with a lot more of the older kids and that was relatively easy to because their their friends or teammates would want to join. You know how high schoolers are. They live in the gym. They want to be in the gym all the time. And they kind of have, they have access to cars and stuff where they can get themselves to the gym. Whereas it's a little different when you're dealing with the younger kids. That's when you're dealing more with the parent side of things and, and the parents are responsible for bringing them. But I started slowly working with some younger kids and now I have a whole middle school program and thankful that I've been able to actually this year as of like a month or two ago, I started my own AAU program with uh, that's a seventh seventh grade AAU team. So went from primarily high schoolers to now I've got a good mix of high school, middle school, some guys in college. So yeah, but definitely I give all the credit to the to the kids and you know, I, like you said, I love working with kids. There's just so much fun to be around the different personality types, you know, and what I've, I've enjoyed and what I kind of hang my hat on is like, yeah, there's a lot of, like a lot of people that can train this game and that can teach the game, but like, what are you doing outside of the game, you know, to help these kids as well? So like, I try to check in on everybody, shoot, shoot Instagram messages, even during the week, like, Hey man, how's your season going? How did you play last night? You know, everything good, like just stuff like that. And, and that's kind of developed a lot of, you know, my relationships with the kids. And I think they see that like, I'm not in it just to collect money and get out. And, you know, I'm, I'm here to be their trainer, but also be a mentor, somebody that they can talk to about basketball, life, you know, whatever. So, um, and I think ultimately that's why some people do gravitate towards me is because I think they can see that the genuine personality and everything and that I genuinely care about them. So it's very important to wear multiple hats sometimes. And I, I think that I'm getting that a lot from your answer because just that even kind of took me back a little bit, very reminiscent on me growing up. My go-to sport was really football, but I, I really remember, you know, I started football and baseball kind of around the same time right when I was nine years old. So I still have, you know, coaches to this day who I remember, or who I can resonate with, who check up on me or just different things like that. Just because in the end, it, it, it wasn't always about the sport, no matter how young you were, no matter how old I grow, no matter how much success I had, no matter even when I stopped playing, there's just different things like that. And you love that. You, you nothing against, you know, some coaches were just, you know, look, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. But, but, you know, time to go home, whatever, whatever it is, what it is. But a coach like, or just a trainer or somebody in general who, you know, goes the extra mile to check up on you, make sure that even things outside of the sport, whether it be personal, family, just different things like that, it means a lot. And even as a younger, that's just something that resonates with you. Oh, it's not always about, you know, basketball. It's not always about drills or what I can do to, it's about, you know, he genuinely cares for me. And that's something that as you get older it just continuously resonates with you and, and a lot of what you said was the kids do the work for you but that's because you put in the work too you you have to be you in a sense like every if they weren't really resonating with you the success really may not be translating the same but the fact that you know they came and they recognize oh this is a genuine individual on top of that you know he really knows what he's talking about on top of that i'm getting better wow I really, you know, I want to bring other people into this. And then, like you said, the biggest thing of power is social media, man. I, the generation of, I tell my little brother, man, y'all are just, I thought I was good with the tech savvy with the phones. I'm definitely good at it, but y'all are just, yo, y'all are quick. Something could be sent, shared, reposted in seconds. And at the end of the day, that word of mouth is really good. So, but I like that, bro. I like that, you know, for as engaged, for as passionate you are at 
with the youth and with the kids is deeper than that. It's deeper than just a sport. This is a sport that, you know, you grew up to love, a sport that has taught you a lot. But at the same time, you recognize that you're learning from these kids, you're learning from their experiences and their success is just your success, just the same. So, okay, so what was it really like? Well, at what point really, because I really don't know how this goes. I know that I've grown up and I've seen a host of my friends play on AAU team. How does that come to be though? Like, how did you start your own AAU team? Like, what did you have to do? Is it just like, did you have to get certified in a certain type of sense? Can you kind of just, is this like an application process? Like what, can you kind of walk us through that process what that was like getting a start? It's different today than what what it was, I think, when I was younger. But now, like, you can easily – like, there's so many organizations now, like, that are that is not necessary. Like, back in my day, just to roll it back, it was like AAU was, like, the, the governing CN body, you know, amongst travel basketball. But now you have so many different organizations and companies that put on tournaments that are considered AAU tournaments. But, like, and you could literally – like, you yourself could grab 10 kids – sign the sign a form and pay a fee and and go show up and play but there are certain aau certified like events where obviously you have to be registered um under the aau you know banner or whatever go through register and like submit your roster and and you know your name of your team and whatnot pay a fee just to get you certified but technically do you need that no you could go and play a whole summer of tournaments and you know and be fine. And all you have to do is pay the 200 bucks per tournament or whatever it is that that tournament's charging. But ultimately how I got into it, I mean, it was, it's always been a dream of mine. I wanted to, I wanted to train, but then I knew one day I was like, I'm gonna run a, I want to run a AAU organization. You know, how I was going to get started with that. I wasn't sure, but I was, I was like, man, I'm gonna have enough kids at one point where somebody's going to be interested. Maybe we can grab a group of people, but just this last, I want to say this last went like, end of last year, November, December, I had some, some kids who I was training and they're all seventh grade. And just so happened to reach out and say, like their parents reached out to me and said, Hey coach Eddie, like we're looking for a team for so-and-so like, do you know of any? And I was like, yeah, I know of tons of teams. And I was literally just going to like reach out to other AAU organizations because I have friends and connections that coach certain organizations locally. And, um, I was going to work on finding them a team, but before I, before I like could even do that, it was like four or five kids reaching out now that are looking for teams and they're all in seventh grade so it just like it was really coincidental so I was, that made me think and I was like you know what you know this is my opportunity now to, to start something I'll, I'll run with this age group we got five or six you know core core players right now I'm sure they have a couple friends that we can bring in to complete the roster and um, ultimately that's kind of what we did just had a core group of like four or five guys added a couple of their friends and I mean I'm not we're not like right now we're not like a top tier program or nothing but we got we have a lot of talent and um once we get some some more practices and stuff in you know i think we'll be able to compete with majority of teams out there um so we've actually played in two tournaments the last weekend and it's been great because ultimately i've had to take off my trainer hat and play put the coaching hat on you know which is a little different people people always like i talk to parents they refer to me as a coach and i'm like i'm a trainer you know trainers more the individual skill side of things like i'm i'm gonna help your kid with his ball handling his shooting his passing you know, his basketball IQ ability to react and, and make the right play, stuff like that. But coaching is more, hey, we're breaking out the clipboard. We're running X and O's. We're, you know, we're doing stuff as a team, not necessarily the individual. So, yeah, so it's been cool to kind of wear both hats um, the last couple, like last month or two. And um, it's only only helped me, honestly, with, with the training side as well, just being able to go out there and actually coach these guys. So it's been it's been fun. It's really cool that a lot of what you do goes hand in hand. Like you said, that whereas coaching and trainers, those are very two different roles. Being a good trainer, 
can only translate into, you know, developing but becoming a good coach. And if you're a great coach, then you know that, you know, you have the training. Because like you said, training really hones in on those specific skills. Like, what are we really focusing on? What are we really trying to do? The coaching aspect, I feel like to me, it encompasses it all. And then it more so focuses on like that game plan aspect that really running and really playing the game of basketball. So that's really cool. Yeah. But I'm, I'm actually kind of glad that I talked about that because I had no idea. Like I said, growing up, yeah, I was really so used to the AAU. It was just official. Like my boys used to get the duffel bag. They'd be headed out for the weekend. They'd be traveling <laughs> somewhere, things like that. So the fact that, you know, it's in that space now, that's cool. I think giving people more of a creative outlet to have to do that and whereas you know it's still AAU specific things if you're a kid who's just looking for a team if you're a kid you know just trying to get some runs in or playing a tournament or something like that it can give you that exposure it can give you that experience for sure so something that you talked about something that you kind of just mentioned was that you're not a top tier program not a top tier program yet because it's definitely on the way but so I, I see the content I follow a lot of the content I see what you do I see how many kids you're training like you said you're running the team now coaching hat training hat you gave you gave a big shout out to your girlfriend and shout out to the ladies man fellas if that hasn't taught y'all one thing about the interview but sometimes you and i'm gonna say this to myself too sometimes you just need a grounded woman in your corner you know somebody with the longevity somebody who's really going to help you even just to give you that other side of things and and ladies this will also go for the fellas too so you know we can definitely be that 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 missing piece that you need sometimes but no reason why i brought her (laughs) up was because you know you just talked about somebody who really kept you honed in who really kept you locked in who really allowed you to think about things that you may not necessarily have been thinking about just in you being one person so up next hoops you're the director you're the you know the founder father behind it all but how does how does really the logistics run like who is or do you do the social media are you doing like the trainings and and everything like that do you kind of have like a team that's like you're surrounded by what was it really like building this up to what it is right now i'm gonna be honest with you i'm, I'm a one-man show so I'm, I'm doing it all myself now not to discredit like you said my girlfriend's you know she's backed me the whole entire way and i know i've had a crazy schedule and stuff at times and she and there's been times where i'm like yeah maybe i need to lay off and like chill on it a little bit but she's been like no go like you know do what you need to do and like so that's been amazing but then also i've had good friends like got a couple friends who attend workouts occasionally and they're just there to like because they enjoy being around the youth but also like they'll just help out you know if we're running a drill they might be a passer in the drill that's just you know you're making the pass to the player and then the player catches and go, like gets into their move or whatever that it is that we're working on so they're just and they and they assist and they just almost like voluntarily you know it's just a volunteer helping out they like to be around the game being around kids so but as far as social media the aau thing and yeah it's been me me by myself essentially um i've got like i said i've got the friends but then i have one of my other friends is assistant coaching with me and then i've got one of the players on my aau team his dad is also assistant coaching but it's all volunteer stuff like you know you don't get paid really to be an aau coach or anything like that like this is me and then the two of them you know we're doing it out of the out of the love of the sport and love to just be around the kids and and get them a platform to, you know, showcase their skills. So I have recently just partnered with, I partnered with a gym. So the gym that I train out of is called Red Line Athletics. It's in Raleigh, North Carolina, off of Falls and Noose. And they've been great. This is kind of goes back to the journey. Um, But one of the hurdles I was facing early on was finding a consistent gym to, to, to train out of. So for the longest time, up until this like maybe six months ago, five months, uh, five months ago, I was bouncing from gym to gym. You know, I was consistently in the gym, but it might be like Monday, I'm here. Wednesday, I'm here. Thursday, I'm at another space, you know, which can you can see as a parent, you'd be like, dang, where's Eddie at today? Like, you know, it just makes it a little difficult. Luckily, my parent, like the parents of the kids were super understanding of, of it, but it, it did make things difficult for, for them, for me, you know, for all of it. But stumbled across this gym that just opened up over last summer and um, 
they specialize kind of in the performance side of things where it's like speed and agility, strength training, but they happen to have like a half court basketball court smack dab in the middle of their, in the middle of their facility. So I inquired about it and they were like, yeah, we don't, we don't really do a ton of basketball stuff right now. No one, like not a lot of people really use the the court. So, you know, immediately we, we talked about it and we're able to kind of work something out where now that's the official home of up next hoop. So it, it's good to, sounds great to say it. Like I love saying that just because like it's all these like five years, four or five years have just been, Hey, I'm at this school. I'm at this gym, you know? So it's nice to be able to just call a place home and um, have a consistent schedule there. And they, they've done so many great things for me, but yeah, I mean, so it, it definitely, as far as being employed by up next hoops, it's just me, but a lot of, a lot of people helping out and, and, doing what they can do to, to help me out. They believe in the vision and stuff like that. So definitely can't take credit for, for all that. As a one-man band myself, I commend it. I, I know exactly what you mean. I um, It's always interesting to me just – I could almost consider myself an outsider with a lot of people, like with a lot of businesses. I really, I really don't know, you know, a lot of the operational side of things and how things go. But, you know, me just looking at your page, I would have never thought that was just solo work, you know. So I, I even now have a different type of appreciation for that. Not to, you know, discredit you or whatever you do, but, you know, you look at the social media, you look at everything that you're doing. You look at, you know, just even in your schedule about what we talked about and just how you st- your day is not done. But just think about things like that. It's just like, wow, you know, that's really a passionate individual. That's really somebody who, you know, you really have to wake up every day and love this. Like you said, you bouncing around. And I, and I, and I kind of want to touch on something just for the listeners out there as well. I don't really think y'all heard the fact that he said he was bouncing around for four to five years and it, that that goes to show you know just how four to five years that's a lot of time so you know like he said we're still staying consistent at certain locations but not a solidified location that's a lot you know with kids with parents with cancellations rescheduling with people not being able to make it transportation issues that's a lot going on i, I don't think everybody kind of heard that but that was really what i heard from that answer that you know there's a process to all of this so you know just because you're not getting that official home or that official sponsorship or that those sales that you want or those numbers that you want he waited four to five years, you know, just to be able to. And he smiled about it. I'm, I was happy for just to be able to call something home. That's crazy. You know, four to five years, anybody could. You know how much you can do in four to five years? You know how much you can stop doing in four to five years? How much you can lose? How much you can gain? You know, but at the end of the day, tunnel vision, four to five years. Here it is. It, yours could be longer. Yours could be seven to ten. Yours could be shorter, two to three. I, everybody just has their own process, you know. But the fact that he is able to be where he is today, it's because it was trench work for a lot of those four to five years. So just, you know, for somebody out there, patience is key. And I'm talking to myself and just the sense because sometimes we feel like we got to be in control of everything. Sometimes we feel like, man, like, why can't I just, you know, why can't it just be here today? Why can't we just stay here today? What's going on here? You know, it's not for us to figure out sometimes. Just you always got to know and trust that it's already worked out later down the line. All it takes from you is that consistency. Staying steadfast, you know, at the end of the day, if this is really something Eddie wanted to do up next hoops, Eddie loved working with the kids. Eddie loved basketball. He recognized that, look, I'm not about to keep playing in these leagues. Look, man, the medical bills add up, bro. Like, we're not, we're not, we're not children anymore, you know? So I know exactly how you feel. It just got to a certain point where I was like, yeah, I'm having fun with this, but I'm not, my body is not, is not feeling right right now. I got to make this happen. So he translated that, you know, into something else. So just a little nugget out there, just a little gem for people out there who, you know, patience is definitely a virtue. Always easier said than done, but you got a living testimony of it right here. Like he said, and now he can officially call Redline and Raleigh. That's his home, baby. So make sure y'all go see him. And congratulations to you, bro. That's definitely amazing. That's definitely all it takes sometimes is just asking about it. It's just seeing something. Closed mouths don't get fed. So had you not said anything, who knows? Another partnership could have came up or you could have been coming to this facility and just seeing, wow, nothing is happening here. Or then maybe they should have got rid of it because nobody inquired. But now, because you're doing what you do, what if they decide to expand? What if they say, wow, he's bringing a lot of traction here. Wow, he's doing a lot with this, with the kids and everything. 
why can't we expand? Why don't we get another court or a full court or something like that? So you never really know what this all of this can spiral and what really the um the turnaround can be from it. So I, I love to hear that. I love that not only for you, but for the children, for the parents. You've got that centralized location, bro. That's so clutch. So to think about what you're doing now, to think about everything that you're running, everything that you're learning, building the kids up and everything like that, and everything that you've done. Like we said, we even you dated this back to five to six years ago, but it really dates back even further than that. What is what is really like? I know we talked about the the inconsistencies just of being able to have that centralized location, but now that's taken care of. What is one of the most difficult things about what you do, about whether it be daily operations, about just work life balance, about just, you know, getting the kids all on one page, about traveling, commitments and things like that? What is really something that, you know, the average outsider like myself looking in may not know that you struggle with or that you have to deal with? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a lot. There's a there's a few different things I could touch on, but like the balance is is huge because I haven't mentioned it, but like I don't even do this full time. This is on top of my regular job that I work full time. Um, so I'm working a regular job, you know, nine to five, and then pretty much right after that, I'm in the gym almost every night, you know, doing sessions, group sessions, private sessions, you know, whatever the case may be. But so it's definitely. There's definitely the times where I'm like, man, you know, it's overwhelming, you know, doing my regular job. But the ultimate goal is to do this full time um, one day. And I feel like feel like that day's coming soon. But, you know, I don't want to rush into it. I don't you know, I know there's the the, the testaments and like the stories of, hey, sometimes you just got to take a risk. And I'm, I'm all for that. Um, for me, I like to take calculated risks. So like, you know, yes, I'm going to take a risk at some point, but I have a good job right now. Um you know, good thing going for me with my job. So it'd be tough for me just to, to leave that and, you know, enter the unknown, I guess. But I've been able to do a full uh, part time for the last six years now. And, you know, not to haven't ran into too many hurdles as far as just people being upset that I'm not doing it more because I'm pretty much in the gym every every day, not every day, but about five days a week. And then I adjust the people's schedule. If there's day I'm not in the gym or don't have anything scheduled, players will reach out to me and say, Hey, like, can, can we do something tomorrow? And I'll be like, Hey, well may not be on the schedule, but yeah, let's, let's, let's set it up. And you know, I'm, I'm pretty adaptable, but yes. Yeah, so time management has been huge. I'm gonna be honest with you, uh, just like the business side of it and the money side of it and stuff I need to be better at because I get so trapped in this, like, this is my passion. I would do this for free and that's all hundred percent true. But also I, I've been doing it a long time now. I need to know, like you said, like, you got to know your worth. You got to, you know, you got to, sometimes like if someone hasn't paid, like you got to step up and say something sometimes, you know, you can't just let them keep, if they don't pay once or twice then it turns into three times, four times, and it turns into a domino effect. So, so there's, there's times where I think I have to be a little bit more direct or a little bit, you know, talk to certain people that you may not be paying or maybe kind of sliding by under the radar, you know, and yeah, just running that, the money, the money side a little bit better. And, um, yeah, it's just been a there's there's a lot of roadblocks. There's you touched on it a little bit earlier. Like what I had to learn early on was just everybody's everybody's situation um is is different. Like everybody's you know people accomplish the things they want to accomplish in different time frames. Everybody's path is different. So you know I give this advice to anyone that's starting a business, anyone that's getting into something that they love is just like be patient, be patient because yes you may see people in the same industry that pop up. They're brand new into it and take off immediately. And then there's there's going to be people that take 10 years before you get to, to where you want to be. But, you know, and it, and it gets tough because you see, oh, this guy's new in my space. I've been doing this three years, but he's in it six months and already is just crushing it, blowing it out the water. But it's not about comparing up to yourself to others. You have to worry about 
your clients that are sitting there in front of you, you do the best job with them, more people will come and your time will come. You know, so many, so I think in all spaces, we get caught up in comparing each other. What's this guy doing that I'm not, or, you know, comparing the, the who's who and just can't do it. Cause you'll just, you'll just eat yourself alive doing that all the time. So focus on your path, your, your, um, you know, your goals and they'll, they'll get there, whether it's five years, 10 years, if you truly love it, you'll keep grinding. You'll stay consistent. Consistency, like you spoke of, huge. So, come on now, that's the one thing I love about success. It's no, it's no secret recipe, man. It can, it can look totally different. Everybody, situational. It can yeah. be, you know, you could literally wake up one day and just, wow, just be viral, just be successful, just be, and you know, you could wake up ten years later in that same way. So I, I think that that's a great message, a great gem for sure. So before we get into the social media, I know you dropped it earlier, but I always like to end the episodes with the, you know, just where they can contact you, everything like that. Is there anything that you feel like, you know, we have not touched on today in regards to Up Next Hoops? Is there anything that you kind of want to give us as an outlook to the future? What can, you know, the kids expect or anything like that or what you guys have coming up? Anything, any kind of like last words you want to leave us with? Yeah, no, I mean, Goals for Up Next Hoops, I mean, just going to try to continue to grow, continue to impact as many kids as I can. Ultimately, long term, I want to I want to have my own facility, you know, and have my own have access to my own court where I can be in there, you know, as long as I want, hire some trainers or people underneath me that can I can maybe teach the way they can get their feet wet and then go branch off and do what they want to do. Or they can stay, you know, connected to, to Up Next Hoops if they wanted. But that ultimately, that's one of my goals as well, because I'm, I'm here to, to help the kids. But also, you know, what if there's some kids coming up that that want to learn to be trainers. Like I'm all I'm all for you know sharing my experiences and my knowledge that I've got. I don't got I don't have all the answers, but I can help. I've been here for six years, so I'd love to help others. And I think that's what we have to do more of too. You know, don't be afraid to collaborate with people that are doing the same thing as you. You know, we're not all competition. Like ultimately, if it's better the game, it's better for the game if there's hundreds of good trainers versus let me just keep what I know to myself, you know, and not help that, that next generation of trainers or help the guy next to you. So, um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately just continue to, I'm just going to continue to do what I've been doing. Um, stay consistent, keep my head down, do what I need to do and help, help these kids and see where it goes. But yes, I'd like to, in the near future, be able to quit my, my regular job and, and do this full time, continue to build, continue to grow. <sighs> he just motivated me, man. I'm not even a hooper, but yeah, man, that's definitely the, definitely the goal, bro. Definitely just in thinking about your passions and just what you really do, what you love, man. At the end of the day, you have to look at the situation in front of you. And that's something that one of my boys, um, Joe, his episode, He Don't Feed, he talked about how he runs sneaker reselling in his boutique and things like that, but he still has his nine to five at Foot Locker is not only been able to set him up for success, but it, it, can, it funds what he wants to do. So for, you know, exactly. some people realize that, you know, Right now, you may feel stagnant. You may feel like, yo, I just want to give this all up and go in full, you know, full regalia. But you have to understand going in full regalia to something, it's going to be a lot more problems than your nine to five. It's going to you're going to have. And this is on you. It's not on, you know, you can't fall back on the boss or the company or manager or put it off till tomorrow. This is you immediate, you know, directly. So I love that, bro. Obviously, like I said, it it was a pleasure to be able to get tapped in with you. It's it's been a pleasure really just being able to watch your content. I love that. I know Mark because Mark put us in contact, man. So big shout out to my man, Mark, and everything that he's doing. And I'm very glad that y'all have been able to partner and make it happen. But bro, like I said, for me to you earlier, just being the one man band, just really doing what you do with the youth and everything like that. I take my hat off. I don't have a hat on, but I take it off for sure. You know that. It's a lot. It's a lot that goes into it, bro. And you definitely have the energy, you have that passion for it. I can just see it. I love the content. I love what you're doing. And I think that, you know, looking back on this, 
the kid's success is truly going to be a success. I know it's been amazing to already watch some success stories, but you only, you know, have more to come. You got the official home now. You're really making it happen. And I know that eventually, whereas you're starting in Raleigh, up next will be expanding, man. I know that eventually this will be a worldwide thing and even a global thing. So there's anything that, you know, we can do on this side or I can do, you know, I'm going to definitely be thinking about some of my boys and definitely starting to pay attention to pages more closely because I do have some people in Raleigh and I feel like I can make some connections just with a couple of my boys who are trainers and just do different things like that. So we'll definitely be in touch on that side, bro. But thank you. Thank you for sharing this platform with me. I appreciate it, man. I'm definitely um, excited for what you got coming, man. It's definitely a, a lot going on in the year and, you know, nothing but success for Up Next Hoops, man. So for everybody out there who continues to listen, who continues to tap in, I gave y'all everything that we got in the beginning. We got a lot coming. We got a lot coming, but obviously, you know, Eddie and his and the guys and the gang and the kids, they got a lot coming as well. So definitely tap in with them. I'll make sure I add all of that to the episode. So for everybody out there, man, this has been another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner.